Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Welcome to that episode of People with Purpose. Uh, today, I'm uh, delighted to be joined by uh, Ben Knight, who is the CEO and founder of The Trade Tribe, uh, an organisation uh, which seeks to help people with busy lives uh, invest successfully uh, and uh, get um, cracking returns, although investments can go uh, down as well as up, I understand. Ben, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So, uh, so what are you up to at the minute? Um, so at the minute, I'm doing obviously New Year and all that, so new program. I uh, I traditionally have been working a lot one to one with people mm. um, to teach them, as you said, how to invest in the stock market specifically. Now that's great and everything, but you can only work with so many people at a time, right? So I've actually been working on a group structure now, which has definitely stretched me quite a bit. I have to say, um, it's quite easy working with someone one to one, but when you've got a, a room full of people, it's a bit different, uh, different kettle of fish. Right, so you're learning how to uh, how to herd cats in a cat, in, in a cat and a fish. Sounds like fun on Zoom, exactly. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, cool. So, um, to just talk us through though, um, why why it is you, you you do this, how how you fell into it, and um, and and how you help people, because I think that that'd be helpful context for for everyone listening. Yeah, sure. So for me, like. The whole thing is about time freedom, right? We hear a lot out there about, oh, you need to achieve financial freedom, there's financial freedom, that. Of course, we all want more money, but money's not the actual end goal, is it? What we really want is what the money allows us to do, which is do what we want with our time. So for me, I really struggle to see people that are like hating their jobs, hating their careers, feel like they're wasting their lives away, because really, if we haven't got time, what else have we got, right? So... My whole thing is trying to give people options that they otherwise wouldn't have known about because you don't learn this stuff in school, right? Um, it's give them other options that they can achieve this time freedom, whereas they may not have thought that was possible at all for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you how did you um, uh, realise that that's, that that was something that you wanted to do? Um, I can't remember whose uh, quote it is. Um, I'll have to look this up for you, but there's somebody who says. Look at what really bothers you in the world and do the opposite of that, right? And then you'll find something there. And that that really did resonate with me. Now, I did it by accident, to be honest, because, as I said, really hated seeing everybody doing this. And I was like, look, there's got to be a, be a better way, which is what led me down the path of getting into investments, learning all this stuff. And then when I realized I could help others do it, I was like, oh, this is perfect because it sort of satisfies both things, gets me the time freedom I want, and I can help others do that too. So that's actually how it sort of f- fell upon it, if you will. Okay. Okay. So, so you, so you've you've done it yourself first. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it all started when I, I was in university, right? I was coming out, um, and I thought the plan was always, you know, come out of university, start a business right away, never look back. Which sounds great, right? <laughs> What I realized was I actually didn't have any idea what business I wanted to do. Mm. Like I'd just done a four-year degree in international business, learning in all these different countries around the world about business. And I realized I didn't even know how you started one. So, which sort of sums up our education system. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh, well, this is a bit of a problem, right? So I started different businesses. I was doing like Amazon, FBA. I even tried to learn to code mobile phone apps at one point. I don't know what I was thinking there, but I was just so desperate to not get like into the nine to five sort of constraints, which is when I had the idea, ah, trading, like, I, I can learn to trade while I figure out what business I want to do. Well, got into that a few years down the line, I thought, well, pretty good at this. Um, so that was my full-time career for a number of years. Like, it was my sole source of income, but I hated it. But like, it's literally you and your screen all day, just watching lines go up and down, right? That's not my idea of a, <laughs> of a life. Mm. Like, right, I need to get out of this. So, but I realized I was, pretty good at it right i didn't want to just get rid of this skill so i developed a strategy that i could do in less than five minutes a day so it'd give me all my time back but i also wanted it to be something i could help others do because i thought i actually it's quite lonely this career like it's just you and your screen so i'd love to be able to work with other people again so that was quite a big consideration but once i'd done that i was like great got all this new time now what do i do with myself i was like oh well 
I mean investing. So what's the other thing people invest in? Uh, property. Of course, everybody knows about property. Let me go and do that. So, you know, went along to the seminars, signed up, of course, on there, got into property. I was like, oh, this is good. But when you're in that, in that sort of new network, people are like, oh, you trade. Could you teach me how to do this? Could you teach me how to do that? And I was like, oh, man, there's the, there's the business, which is what actually led me onto it in the first place of helping the others. Um, so, yeah, that's actually how I got got started into the world of trading. Okay, okay. And uh, so that's quite enterprising then, isn't it? So, I mean, when I was at university, I uh, I was a cleaner. Okay. And you you traded on the stock market. So so what what's what's well, I mean not there's nothing wrong with cleaning or trading on the stock market, but it's a, it sounds like a bit of a different solution to to the same yeah. problem. So it, was there anything in your background or um or upbringing? I know you said you tried a few things, but 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 that led you to kind of wanting to really wanting to be an entrepreneur and, and your own boss straight out of university rather than wanting to go down perhaps a more conventional route yeah no that's a really good question so i would have to tie it back to when i was very very young because i it was like always the plan like as long as i can remember so i was like something must have sort of sparked that as a kid um i know like my grandfather had his business and things like that and i think i quite liked seeing well i like the idea of always being rewarded directly proportional to how well you've done and I always felt that, so I like sports for that reason, for example, but I felt like with certain careers and the nine to five in general, you sort of get paid for showing up. There's no disrespect to that. That's fine if that's what you want, but I knew that wouldn't motivate me at all. So I was like, I need to do something where I'm in control here. And but if it goes bad, that's my fault too. You know, um, I like that sort of level of responsibility. So I think that's what actually was the driver behind it. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Cause um, yeah, I, I left university and uh, I've told this story before. And uh, in fact, my mum and dad, well, definitely my mum, not sure about my dad, but my mum my listens to this podcast. And um, and, and I, I told her about the time that I came in from university and she said to me, so what, what are you going to do then? I was like, well, I don't know. And I, and I said, well, um, I, she I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not making any plans. And she said, so, okay, so you're going to sign on. So that's off. Get, get, do I said, well, yeah, probably that. She said, okay, well, we'll have, we'll have a half of that then for the housekeeping. And, uh, and, and that, that's, that, that might sound a little bit harsh, but that actually gave me the jolt that I needed uh, mm. to say, right, okay. I mean, but I went into a conventional career. I got, got myself a, a, a job. Mm. Um, but it fascinates me where the kind of, entrepreneurial thing comes because I've got the entrepreneurial thing within me. I've always, I've always been busy. I've always had, um, uh, what you say about sports. I can relate to that. I've always had the kind of, um, the busy diary, the busy calendar. And then I was in bands and then I was doing this and doing that and doing I've always been busy, but actually it took me a while to kind of find, um, business as a kind of, a, a, a an interesting area for me. Um, but you say about your, your, your granddad ran a business. Yeah, it was a glass business in a Barnet, which is sort of close to where I'm based. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, you always see people from that point of view, especially when you're young, you take notice of people who are working hard. Mm. Because obviously you adapt to your surroundings, right? And I spent a lot of time with my grandparents when I was young. So I was always watching him working and being rewarded for it. And I, I liked their lifestyle. And I was like, in my head, that's the way to do it. You yeah. know, like you don't really know him different. Um, so I think that definitely, definitely helped. Yeah. Um, but then I also appreciate what you're saying about like you still like working hard. You still work hard in a job, right? You can absolutely you work your way up the ladder. That's another route completely. Mm. What I not the reason I I want to push business or push investing, but I just like to give people more options. I think you might agree with this. A lot of people automatically think that they're going to work their way up the career ladder, and that might not be for everyone, right? That there's different options out there, but people don't really realise it's for them. Mm. So yeah, that's quite. I, I like to uh, broaden people's horizons. Yeah, yeah, so. that's good. That's good. So, um, so yeah, and, and I've I've got a, a nineteen-year-old daughter now who's uh, who's looking at what she's doing, and uh, and yeah, what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to encourage her to look at all the potential options that are available to her because compared to when I was nineteen. Um, you know, last century. Um, there, there's uh, actually it was just about last century. No, it wasn't. It was it was this century. I was nineteen, uh, so I'm not that old. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, it, it, the, the options are, are, are all 
so much um, greater now with online businesses and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, so yeah, so looking at that full range and not feeling like you've just got to go down that classic standard route. It's a bit about what finding what 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 motivates you. And it sounds like from your point of view, um, it's, uh, it's it's a bit about helping others to to find a path for themselves. Yes, that's how I would identify myself. I and I didn't. That was definitely not my intention because I know we were talking about purpose and stuff. If you'd have asked me five years ago, what's your purpose? Helping other people would not have come out of my mouth, right? And it, that's that may sound very selfish. That's not what I mean it, but in all honesty, I was like, look, I want this life for myself. I want to achieve this and this and this. And I think this sort of ties into the whole the narrative around finding your purpose at the moment and. Um, I'll, I'll be very interested to hear your take on it, but I think it's kind of trendy that, oh, you have to have your purpose. You have to be following your purpose. Otherwise you're doing everything wrong. It's going to be a failure. I don't really believe that. Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions at the moment around purpose and like all the gurus out there telling you this, but it sort of stems from the thing like, oh, if you follow your purpose, you won't work a day in your life, that kind of thing. But that's a load of crap. Like that's just not fact, right? We all know that. You don't need to find your purpose to enjoy what you do. Yeah, there's plenty of things in this world that I like to do. It doesn't mean it's my purpose. Like, I, I like Mexican food. I, I certainly would not become a Mexican chef, you know, mm. <laughs> like, mm. that kind of thing. You don't have to do that. People enjoy, oh, sorry, they confuse enjoyment with purpose. They think, oh, well, if I enjoy this, it must be my purpose. Like, people love football. Yeah, you might love going to steal football, but it doesn't mean that your life needs to be based on your whole career needs to be something in football. And if it's not, you're going to hate everything. That's just not true, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's really important for people to hear that if they don't feel like they've found their purpose, that it might not be anything like you you imagine what it to be. Yeah. But like I, I literally found mine by accident, right? So I was helping, I, I enjoy money, learning about money and things like that. So I started trading, started helping other people do it because I thought, oh, I'd love you to have this freedom. And then, oh, do you know what? I actually feel good helping other people here. Yeah. Uh, who, who saw that coming? Who'd that have coming? known? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy? That good? <laughs> yeah. No, but you, you kind of, you're uncovering a really fascinating uh, thing, actually, because I think there's quite a lot of, as you say, it's it's a bit on vogue. And, uh, you know, when you get to my age, you have to find a reason, a, a way to be trendy, right? So I've, so calling the podcast People With Purpose, you know, that ticks that box. But um but for me, purpose is not necessarily some highfalutin, save the planet type thing. A purpose is a very is a very um, individual, personal thing. Mm. And part of the reason why I kind of asked you a bit about, well, where did that come from? Then was because quite often it comes from, well, it it always comes from from um, within ultimately. But that kind of um, interaction between what's inside you. Uh, from things like your upbringing and all those sorts of things, and then the experiences that you get and those external kind of factors that come into play. Um, and for some people, it is it is very very straightforward, uh, and uh, and and it and it's very um, uh, it's, it's very simple. Uh, and so f helping people, you know, some people it's it's basically as, sim as simple as that. And it's about okay, well where 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 do i feel best helping people and it's interesting again what you say about feeling selfish because actually you kind of um you kind of have to get something out of it you know there has to be there has to be some kind of fulfillment that you get from doing what you do um otherwise the energy and the drive and everything else and carrying on when it gets tough all of those things become really really unmanageable for people so um so you know so you have to get something out of it and you know the if you look back at the original definition of the word uh, wealth you know and wheel where that word comes from it's not just about money it's about that whole kind of well-being and about about that whole health thing so how it how it feels is as as much part of it as as what you know, the, you know the outcomes that you get from it from a financial point of view absolutely your purpose could be providing for your family you know that could be the one thing in the world that just really sets you alight and you'd walk through anything for but that could be it it doesn't have to be this 
like you know philanthropic whatever like massive world calls it can literally be like looking after your family things like that so yeah i think that's quite a accurate thing you've said there you've highlighted um what i'd also add to it as well especially if someone feels like they haven't got their purpose like and it, i think it's sort of led to be or painted to be like the silver bullet that as soon as you've got your purpose bam everything's easy everything flows like i personally haven't experienced it like that what i've found purpose is best for is dragging you out when things are tough mm. and dragging you through it mm. rather than it being like the highs all the time i don't really see it like that it's more when things are when times are tough when you're not sure you can keep like that purpose if you can step back and say all right this is bigger than me mm. it's not just how i feel that doesn't really matter right now yeah. this is bigger than me that's what's going to get you through and that's why i think purpose is powerful yeah yeah no i agree i agree yeah and having having that why um is is uh is something that really helps me and um and also having that kind of who's it for as well because i guess uh, we all we all have a kind of a, a a feeling about life on our own kind of existence which is very focused on on us uh, but um if if we're not if you're not careful as, as people that can potentially become quite um quite damaging for, for 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 you as an individual and uh quite constraining and and because uh, you can either become obsessed by uh, a situation or a need for uh, love or a uh, um uh or, or, or wealth or whatever it might be for your own point of view uh, but if if you're not doing it for some somebody else or um or for kind of a, a bigger picture then um it can become quite quite soulless but it doesn't necessarily need to start off like that i think, I no. think in, in your 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 experience it sounds like is uh, is quite a good example of that yeah yeah absolutely like and you touched on it earlier as well like you can't like pour from an empty cup right if you're not doing well enjoying what you're doing that how are you going to help anyone else do that like first of all you're going to be a terrible example that's one thing but also you're just not going to have the drive to continue to do that. One thing I will say though, it can definitely go the other way too. And without like being stereotypical, this happens a lot with mothers. They're so used to dedicating themselves to someone else. Like it's, they've got to be selfless and uh, they give everything to their kids, their family, whatever, that when it comes to them, they're usually really bad at looking after themselves. So, which is obviously really detrimental in the long run, but on the face of it, they're the best mother in the world. They're great. Everything. But again, they're doing damage to themselves first, which means they wouldn't be able to continue that forever. So mm. it definitely works both ways. You have to be careful where you uh, where you lie on that. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Interesting stuff. So, so from your point of view, then, um, mm -hmm. in your in your your business, um, mm -hmm. I'm quite interested in hearing a bit more about how your business helps people. Uh, to um, so, so I guess th th there'll be people from all walks of life. So, what what kinds of people does your business help, and um, what sort of results have, have people seen from from working with you? Yeah, sure. So, because what I do, like you probably heard me say earlier, but like I teach people how to invest in the stock market in less than five minutes a day. Now, that part about the less than five minutes a day attracts generally busy people, right? <laughs> because if you've got nothing but time. Or five minutes a day doesn't really interest you, right? You're probably looking for something a bit more of a job, maybe. Um, but yeah, so what tends to happen is a lot of business owners or people who are just like rushed off their feet, tired of being rushed off their feet and don't want to do that for the next 40 years, that kind of thing. Um, because what I do, I'm literally teaching them, look, this is how you build wealth. Like it does seem like this mystical, unknown entity wealth that only the, the rich, the already rich can accomplish. But when you actually break it down to the simplicities, it's very, very simple to become wealthy. Not easy, but it is simple. It's just about like compounding, right? It's about just growing something over a period of time. Now, most people don't have the education to be able to do that. And most people don't even know where to start. So that's what holds the majority of people back. Like the reason wealthy families stay wealthy, you could say it's because they pass their money on, but it's not. It's they pass on the knowledge. Yeah, which is the biggest, uh, the biggest factor there. So. For me, I've taken the time to learn all this stuff. I quite enjoy distributing it. So it's, it's, uh, it's quite a rewarding thing, as you can uh, imagine. Uh, speaking on purpose, I mean, like, I, I enjoy money and everything. That's sort of what started the whole trading thing. But 
when I make a, a profitable trade now or an investment, it's good, but it's kind of like, okay, cool, on to the next one. However, when you tell someone to do something and they make a result from it, whether it's a profit, whether you're teaching someone or someone else, and they get a result, that is fulfilling, right? So that that's, again, how I sort of identified I was on purpose, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is quite a cool thing. Very accidental as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And so... Uh, so what what's the what, what's the sort of main things that you teach people then? Right, so I've got a set strategy, right? Like it's literally a step by step um, thing. So obviously half of it is how do you find the companies in the first place? If you've ever looked at anything, there's thousands of companies out there. How do you narrow it down? So I've got a very like simple checklist of what I look for, and then the other half of that is okay. Just because it's a good company doesn't mean it's a good time to invest right now. Right. So that half of it is when do you invest and when it's time, how much do you invest? And then if it goes down, what do you do? If it goes up, what do you do? That kind of thing. So for me, it was more about building a, a very repeatable step by step system that anyone could learn that actually will have a massive impact on their life. And yeah, that's what we're uh, that's what we're delivering now, which is uh, pretty cool to see. Cool. And so the difficult thing with. Uh um with with all that for me sometimes is knowing when to when to sell and that whole fomo thing about okay so if if a if a if a stock's rising in value how do you make how do you know yeah. when the best time is cuz you, basically you're not going to are you i mean how, what what's the advice that you give to your clients on that very good question so it's actually what you've just explained there is the reason that 90% of people fail right? Because it's based on their feelings. Or it feels like it, you probably heard someone say, oh, I think this is going to go up a bit further, or it feels like it might fall a bit. Like feelings and investments do not mix. That's a terrible mix, right? <laughs> when feelings are high or emotions are high, logic's low. So you need to have a set strategy that tells you what to do in every scenario. So there's no decision to make. It's just what does the strategy say? And this isn't just in stocks, by the way. You should have this in every sort of big <laughs> challenge in your life, bigger big project, whatever it may be, because yeah, when your emotions are in, you're going to make a bad decision sooner or later. So for me, I have very set points where I'm like, right, if it reaches here, I'm going to do this. If it reaches here, I'm going to do this. And that's predetermined. So when it gets there, I'm like, cool, well, that's the rules. I'm just going to follow that. That has definitely probably been one of the biggest, if not the biggest factor in my successful investing personally. Mm. And did you learn that by Losing a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a trial and error. <laughs> One of those ones from experience, let's say. Okay. Um, yes, yes. It's a, I, I was fortunate. I say fortunate. I was fortunate enough to learn these lessons very early on mm -hmm. in my trading career. Mm. When I was doing it on my own, um, that's a very easy place to learn lessons because no one else is relying on you. It's my income. If I make a mistake, cool. I'm glad I did it that way around rather than when I was teaching other people and making mistakes there. That would have been a, a, different, uh, a different battle. But yeah, so I learned this by like, this doesn't work. If I don't do this, I'm going to make a mistake. Hmm. Um, and yeah, and fortunately, I got to a point where I can systemize that and then look, here you go, guys. This is what we're doing. Brilliant. Because I was listening to, uh, hey, uh, I think, I think it, was a, it was another podcast I was listening to and, uh, and there, was a, uh, there was a poker champion on there. Uh, mm. And um, and this this poker champion was saying that I just found that I was good at playing poker and um, but they, they were they were also a psychology uh, student as well so so having that kind of psychology type background and knowing to detach the emotion from the decision um, and um, you know again it's the same thing with 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 gambling as well i suppose people get very emotionally involved and if they think they're on a run they think or they think they're on a roll they think it's going to last forever and she said yeah it was it was a a, a really um you know she she thought actually getting into poker uh, would be um that would that would probably help her but then when she got to the major um uh, tournaments she realized that absolutely everybody had uh so the same kind of psychology you know degree or, or whatever it might be in experience so so they, they it really was they really were up in their game because they were kind of psyching each other out but i guess in your situation i'm not describing what you do as gambling by the way but it's a similar uh -huh. kind of thing isn't it where you know there's there's there's, there's a lot at stake 
and mm-hmm. um and you know you you need that kind of um emotional intelligence if you like to be able to apply the psychology and apply a system instead of uh, being governed by your emotions well that's it the only difference between gambling and investing is sticking to a strategy like, that is literally the only difference right because like you said you, you're putting money on the line for an outcome that you can't control but oh you know you've got to have something that's telling you that it is going to happen that should be a strategy rather than the little voice in your head yeah yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you never know whether it's uh, it's an angel or or a devil, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so then from your from your point of view, then you um, you said you got a bit got a bit lonely, um, yeah. uh, uh, doing it doing it on your own and for yourself. Uh, would you describe yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? I would say I'm pretty extroverted, um, so that really didn't line up with <laughs> that career. Um, I, I do like obviously groups and socializing and things like that quite a lot um i don't mind working on my own but something you learn as an entrepreneur you learn whether you work better with or without people mm. i think that's quite a quick thing to you discover and yeah i'm definitely motivated by people having people around me and things like that how about yourself how would you describe yourself yeah i'm an extrovert mm. yeah i'm an extrovert and um and so yeah so again it's interesting for me seeing seeing you doing what you're doing because uh, you know you talk to a lot of people who actually uh, are a bit fearful of of becoming certainly startup entrepreneurs or solopreneurs because they um, they are extroverted and they're concerned about you know leaving a job for example and then going and going and working on their own. Uh, but what you seem to have done is found a way to be an entrepreneur that also gives you that connection with people. Exactly that. That was literally the biggest shift for me. It's like when I said earlier, when I was developing the strategy, how can I bring other people into this? Yeah, and that that was a massive driver. And I would not be doing this still if I didn't have that aspect. Mm. If I was still trading, I, I probably would have packed it all in by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if so, and if not, if not, then this, what what do you, what do you think it might it might be? What other stuff might might interest you to get into? That's a good question. I've not uh, not been asked that for a long time. Um, what would I do instead of this? I find it hard to see anything now except um, teaching something or like leading something in some way. Mm. Um, the, as I was saying earlier, the, the fulfillment you get from someone else's results, very hard to explain, but that will be the thing that gets you up in the morning. Mm. And, I, and I don't think I could give that up. I could give up the trading, like, you know, trading is trading. That's not uh, as it is, right? Um, there's plenty of other things in the world that you can do to make a lot of money, mm. but there's very few things I've had that give you that much reward as helping others. So yeah, I, I believe it would be in the teaching space in some way or another. I'm not saying I'd teach like primary school. <laughs> that, that's a, that's yeah. a whole different challenge. Yeah, 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 yeah. and a different, <laughs> probably different skill set, different skill set. Yeah, slightly. Yeah, yeah, but probably, but, but very, very rewarding, I'm sure. Yeah, not easy at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> so how's this group coaching model going to work for you then? Yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, similar to how you and I are sitting here right now on a one-to-one basis, but, yeah, we've got eight other people on the screen um, going through my thing. Luckily, my system is very step-by-step and formulated, so you can learn these three steps today, the next three steps next week, that kind of thing. It does lend itself to that, I have to say. Mm. Um, But, yeah, obviously, the, the challenge is always with anything. I think anyone who's an entrepreneur should be thinking about this. When you're scaling, you really want to be delivering the same level of service that you have been to the first person as the thousandth person, right? You don't want to, that, that should be going up, if anything. So my biggest thing is always like overcommit to a service. Like say you're going to be getting, doing this with people, even if you're not sure how you're going to do it, commit to it and then figure it out. And then to scale that, that's your problem. That's not their problem. They shouldn't suffer and get a worse service because you can't figure out how to, teach more people or help more people or do whatever Mm. so yeah that's kind of how i've done it i've started with a small group gonna massively over deliver and figure out how to make it bigger from there brilliant because because your business is pretty successful now so it must be quite a brave move to kind of uh pivot or kind of look look to grow via a different route it is i I, I won't pretend it's easy uh it definitely does come with its tension um but as I said, like there's got to be a point where obviously you can only have so many one-to-one clients when you're time maxed out. Mm. But also looking at the vision, the purpose, 
if I'm saying I want to help as many people achieve this, well, I can't be limited by having, you know, X amount of clients per month. That, that's, that's ridiculous. That's quite a selfish way to look at it. Mm. So I need to get out of my comfort zone and find a way to be able to deliver to a lot more people. Yeah, yeah. So what is the grand plan then? How many people do you want to help? This year or? Well, you tell ever? me. You, what's, the, what's the grand plan? Grand plan? I'm actually going for a million. Okay. A million people will be helped to time freedom. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, what, what are you up to at the minute? <laughs> I'm in the low hun- um, hundreds. Yeah, in the low hundreds. So, you know, a <laughs> bit of a way to go. But I, uh, I mean, I've been running this business for two and a half years now. So started like, you know, right bang in the middle of uh, 2020. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the best time to start a business, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I've, I'm loving the journey to be fair, like it's grown rapidly this last year. Obviously you and I met um, in this past 12 months. And I think we, we, obviously we're mixing in a lot of similar circles. We see how the industry grows and everything like that. And it's fast paces. Like you've got to keep up or you're going to get left behind kind of mm, thing. Mm. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the journey. So maybe that's how I know I'm on purpose too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and it's great. And I, you've, you've got you've got to have, I mean, it's, uh, I can't remember who, turned the phrase originally but the the whole thing about a big hairy audacious goal because it kind of stretches you i mean i was talking with a with a colleague uh actually literally just before this call about about strategy and we were talking about um things that we could do to incrementally grow our business and um okay so hang on a second what's the what's the total available market let's just take a step back because if you don't look at what the total available market is for any product or service that 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 you uh, that you you offer, then potentially you're constraining the impact that you can have in the world. And and none of that's about um, money, by the way. None of that conversation was about money. That conversation was about you know we've got we've got a service that we believe is really really helpful and really valuable and a, and a product. And actually, uh, being famous for doing what we do is not really necessarily a vanity uh, a, a metric. In fact, we've not called it being famous. We've been we've we've talked we talked about being, uh, you know, when people think um, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about new heat, new heat, the heating business right now. When people think heating, they think new heat. And uh, be- because what we do is we um, we we're an, we're an aspirational brand and uh, and and because we help people heat their homes in the best way possible and so and that's all about education for people as well um that's about uh, reducing um the, the the damage that fossil fuels has on the planet and all of those sorts of those those, those so, so none of none of that whole purpose bit is about it's about money that's about you know you've got something that's of of value and you want to share it so so think big, but if you never think big, then you're always going to potentially be constrained by by what you're by what you're doing now, and potentially people are going to miss out on on, on the help that you could give them. So thinking big's got to be done. Hundred percent, I couldn't agree more with you there. I think, like to be real, it's quite a selfish thing to think small, right? Because you're just comfortable in a in your little zone there, getting by. You're like, oh, life's good. Like I can whatever. But how many people, like you said, how many people are missing out because you won't break out of that comfort zone? I mean, one one thing that really drives me, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Hormozzi, um, but one one thing I've heard him say is like, my biggest fear is the day I meet the person I could have been. And he tells me I could have done a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, that, that that's like the the big thing where you think, right, I need to leave an impact that's actually going to be remembered. Like, again, not for vanity, but if you left this world or if I left this world saying, well, I helped a million people achieve more time with their families, for example. Yeah. That's not going to be a waste of a life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's really powerful. And so what, what about those days then where you wake up and you, you really can't be bothered? (laughs) Yeah. There's a, those days definitely happen. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who tells you they don't is lying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the question, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, 
I I do have those days, as I say, and I know for a fact one thing that energizes me is calls like this. Um, and it could be a call with a client, it could be whatever, but I could be feeling the worst I've ever felt, like, you know, been hit by a truck kind of feeling. Um, but I know if I get on a call, I'll be instantly rejuvenated, should we say. So I try and just put a few of those in, like who can I give a quick call to or who can I help with something? And that might not be your thing. It might be, you know, I love going for a run or whatever. Um, I, ha- I have to find something because if you, if you want to change your state, right? So if you're, in a, you're feeling bad, you're feeling like I can't be bothered and you want to change that mental state, you have to change your physical state. Like you can't possibly expect to get out of a certain state if you're not willing to physically move that state too. So even if you move to a different room in the house, it helps. You know, it's like you're, you're struggling at your desk, you go and sit in the kitchen and start working. That helps. Like it, It's weird, but people, it's very easy to just sit there and be like, oh, this day is a write-off. I feel terrible. But even just getting up and moving somewhere else or whatever it may be, changing clothes, getting dressed, showering, whatever it may be, it, it has a massive impact. Yeah. I don't know if you've got any uh, tips that you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, all, all of those. <laughs> uh, but because um, especially the, the really simple things, like I found water. Drinking a glass of water sounds ridiculous, but actually drinking a glass of water is a massive energizer for me. Because also, mm. I I really know when my energy highs and lows are in the day. So I I wake I wake up quite quite early, and um and yeah, so I I and I've got I've got a morning routine now that I'm I'm trying I've I've, I've I'm um I'm adding in uh, I'm doing a bit of a bit of a meditation in the morning. I've added I've added in some journaling and I, I wasn't doing that until five days ago. <clears throat> Seems to be working all right so far. Um, and uh, but also I'm I'm doing some physical exercise right at the start of the day. Now what I'm finding already and okay um that, that it's it's five five days since I've added that that extra step into my routine. I'm finding already that um, my energy high in the morning is seems to be longer. So that whole kind of sustainable thing. So I, I'm kind of going um, at working if I can, especially if I can get into deep focus work that really drives that I'm really interested in. Then, um, then I can, um, yeah, it's, it, I can go until eleven, eleven thirty, pretty well solid all the way through. So, so, so for me, it's starting the day right. That's absolutely vital, and you can recover it later in the day. You can recover it later in the day. So if you don't start the day right. You can still reset. So yeah. So so for me, glass of water. Yeah, going going for a, going for a walk, uh, getting some fresh air, even if it's raining. In fact, especially if it's raining, that can be so liberating. Actually, standing out in the rain. Uh, I generally do it fully clothed. I'm not an animal, uh, but um, but but yeah. But I find that I find that really really does really really does does help. Um, and then um, and then yeah. But you can always reset. You can always reset. People say, oh, I'll start again tomorrow. I'll start again next week or next year or whatever it is. But you can decide to reset. And I think that's the thing with um, with your uh, your state. That's how you d- described it, your, your state, um, is, is that you can make a choice to reset it. So um, I got this thing which... Uh, I read about years ago called um, called a, a a transition meditation, which is basically like a two minute close your eyes um, and uh, and sometimes be- between between meetings even at work if you're tired between meetings uh, uh, you know and, and you're busy 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 I sort of step out of the meeting room and I'll go into the gents and I will lock myself into a cubicle and I will just stand there with my eyes closed so I can't be disturbed and just a two minute and just and then and then set an intention for what it is I'm going to do in the next meeting and who it is I'm going to be and that whole thing about who it is you're going to be is vitally important because um if you're going into if you're tired and and you can close your eyes and recenter yourself a little bit and then say i am going to be energetic i am going to be focused or if you are connecting with yourself and how you're feeling and you know actually you're whacked and you need this hour-long meeting to take 25 minutes because that's all you've got left you can be really driven and really focused and, and and move it move things forward fast so so yeah so there's things like that which i find really really help me to to kind of keep the energy flow going oh yeah absolutely i agree with those 100 i could talk about this 
sort of topic all day. I love this stuff. But that setting the intention thing, I actually do that before every sales call. I mean, now I've learned that this is actually because again, it's what state you're in. Mm. But if you're feeling rubbish, that's going to come across on the phone. Mm. If you're feeling great, that's going to come across on the phone, right? So I actually do that. It doesn't even need to be long, right? It could be literally 30 seconds if you like. Mm. What what's my intention for this call? What do I want the other person to how do I want them to feel? How do I want to come across? Great. Right. I'm ready for this now. Let's take a breath. Let's go. And it makes a massive difference. Um, it really does. And what you mentioned about um, finding when you're most like most in flow, that is probably the big deciding factor between if you will be successful or not, I believe. Mm. Like the more you can get into that or at least take advantage of that, is huge. Yeah. So I used to be I'm a great student, should we say. So every new fad, everything like that, I'm on it. Like I know I'm learning all this. And morning routines used to be like an hour and a half long episode for me, right? <laughs> and no exercise. This was all like little bits and meditations and all this sort of thing. And I'd come to the end of it and I was knackered. <laughs> I was so tired. I, I'd end up having a nap. Yeah. Like, yeah, complete opposite effect that I wanted. Um, but I was doing it because it's trendy, right? The, the gurus are telling me they do it, all this sort of stuff. So I was like, right. So I was doing it for literally a year and a half. So I gave it a fair, a fair whack. Um, Realised, look, this isn't serving me. So let me just cut all of that out for now because I know I'm best when I first wake up. Mm. So now my morning routine is wake up, drink a glass of water and work. Mm. That, that gets me going. Right? And I'm in flow for however long. After that, that's when I need to pick me up. That's when I need the... I'm going to do some exercise or if I'm going to do the meditation or journey, whatever. Mm. So you've got to find what works for you. Yeah. Uh, don't just subscribe to something because you, everyone else says that that's the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, it's about having a framework, isn't it? So it's about uh, knowing what the, the little things are that you can do to, to help yourself, keep yourself on track, keep yourself focused. Uh, Cause for me, having, having a, um, Having a plan is really important as well. So if I know I've got a plan uh, that I'm working towards, uh, then I've I've got that bit of accountability then to say, okay, so all these things need to be done uh, because I'm working towards this goal. But that doesn't work for some people. You know, that there are some people that, that a plan for them is, okay, so they might have a plan for their business or or whatever, but, but actually those steps, you, and you, you can't, you can't, um, force somebody to work in a way that's not suitable for them or to go about being successful in a way that's not suitable for them uh, but uh, but a framework and adapting it uh i think is key I, I don't think there's any people say there's no such thing as an original idea don't they but um but actually the the the, the original idea for me is the adaptation so mm. so and, and and maybe this is bad of me but sometimes I probably say things, and I'm pretty sure I've said it in this conversation. I don't know why I read this, but it's da, da, da. Um, I, I kind of forget who said it on purpose because cause, cause otherwise uh, it, you're, just, you're just picking up, picking up a system and, and potentially using it slavishly, and you feel like you've got to use the whole thing uh, you know, to the nth degree, when actually what you need to do is you need to um, – to pick the bits that work for you because it's all about context it's all about about what you need as an individual to get the best out of yourself and it's also about what your um your mission your task your goal your purpose no matter how big how small is and, and what you feel what's proportionate to that context so context is everything for me 100 i think you've uh, absolutely nailed that that's a great explanation cool so look i got some um uh, uh quick fire questions for you if you don't mind so we can get we can get under Ben's bonnet. Is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Fire away. Okay, cool. So what's your favorite album and why? It is All the Right Reasons, Nickelback. <laughs> you might have expected that. Um so yeah, I, I love that. That's the album that got me, you know, when you were at the teenage early teenage to get to that that was the one that really got me into like music. When I started playing guitar, that was a sort of album that really got me into that sort of stuff. So yeah. That, Puts a smile on my face still to this day. Awesome, awesome. And have it, what, what what sort of guitar have you got? I have a Gibson Darkfire, oh. which is a, yeah. If you don't know that, it's it's, a, it's like a Les Paul but a robotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um that's a a sweet piece. Nice. Are you you're a, you play right? I play drums. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you family, eh? <laughs> yeah, but they go. We all have to get the band together. Yeah. 
<laughs> Although it would, they would take some commuting, given that I'm in the southwest and you're in the east of the UK. But at least we're in the same country, so anything's possible. Anything's possible. Got Zoom. <laughs> okay, my, my my daughters are now thinking it's okay to interrupt this podcast interview by saying oh, that they're sorry. that they're that they're leaving. <laughs> what? This is this is my professional reputation in ruins now. Unbelievable. <laughs> Love you. Mind you, they get mentioned on the podcast quite a lot, don't they? Maybe I should interview them. Maybe that's what they're saying. They're saying, look, interview, interview yeah, us. Yeah, when's that show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. No, but my, uh, my friend of mine's got a, uh, got a Les Paul, and mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful guitar, beautiful guitar. Mm. I, I don't play it anywhere near as much as I'd, uh, I probably should, I have mm. to say. Mm. But, uh, well, there you yeah. go. That's good. Right. Okay, so, so it's, it's rock then. What, what, about, um, what about your your the, the, who's who's the best DJ on the planet? Best DJ. Mm. Oh, this is right up your street, right? This is all your. <laughs> well, aside from yourself, um, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> who do I like? I don't even know. I, I love. Uh, it's a bit cliche, but I like all the uh, like the, the popular DJs, like David Getter and stuff. I'm a yeah. I'm a fan of these sort of uh, sort of ones, but I don't actually listen to music as much as you'd imagine. Right. Probably for. A relatively young person, I you probably have the least Spotify minutes out of anyone. <laughs> okay, well, it's good to have a range though of 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 interest, isn't it? So, um, so yeah. Okay, so what's your perfect weekend then? Perfect weekend. Mm. Oh, okay. So for me, definitely the gym, um, followed by sauna and steam room, of course. Um, <laughs> then out for a steak, definitely do like my steaks. Mm. And maybe some football in the evening. Maybe just go and watch some football. How about, how about yourself? What's your uh, what's your weekend whistle? Uh, so I love uh, I love going for a long trail run. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, if if I can be out on on the trails for minimum of of two hours, that's perfect for me. I love I love love that. So yes, yeah, so I like to go out for a run and uh, yeah, spending spending quality time with with uh with family um uh that is it's clear, clearly doesn't happen very often these days because my daughters want to go and do other stuff because they're, they're 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 old enough now to um to keep me up at night for all the wrong reasons or for for completely different set of reasons so they were when they were toddlers but um but yeah so uh, so so yeah so um but uh, but yeah i've uh, i've i've got um i'm very lucky in that my 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 wife's um an amazing person and we've been married for 20 years but she still likes spending time with me so um so that's what what, what, that's that's all right isn't it so uh so yeah so we'll spend a bit of time go out for a meal fantastic yeah Yeah. maybe i should have mentioned the partner in that but you know hopefully you've blown it now so we'll we'll sort (laughs) out in the edit we'll sort out in the edit (laughs) excellent so what what makes you cry with laughter oh i i do love a comedy movie like i'm a like it sounds terrible, but my favourite movie is like The Hangover, things like that. That's my kind of humour. Um, <laughs> that could—I don't enjoy watching TV at all. But if it's a comedy movie, I am there. I, that's all me. Yeah. How about you? What are you were. Uh... <laughs> what... I love the way you keep spinning these these questions back on me. Um, yeah, I love comedy as well. Mm. I love comedy yeah. as well. Are we related? I know. I love. Yeah. I love. Com- I love comedy as well. I. Um, yeah. And actually, I, I I almost mentioned it earlier on, but uh, but 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 it's a dangerous one to mention from the point of view of re-energizing because it could could potentially become a massive distraction. So mm. this comes with a health warning, right? But TikTok, yeah, um, my TikTok feed is full of comedy. So it's stand-ups, it's old editions of uh, or clips from Fools and Only Fools and Horses. Uh, yes, Minister and Yes, Prime Minister seems to keep coming up now, given the UK political situation. People are obviously, that's obviously trending. Um, all so, so some classic comedy and some more recent stuff, but a one-minute blast of comedy or a three-minute um, sketch or skit from a stand-up comedian is just brilliant. I love it. I have to agree there. I do it, but it's it's a bit of a, it is very risky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hours can pass and you're like, yeah. still laughing. But. Yeah. So you've got to be disciplined. So before, so actually before I do it, I, um, not always, but, um, but if I'm worried about it, uh, about losing control of myself, I'll put an alarm on. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So they get a little, you've got, you got to have your safety net. 
Recognize the evil within you and conquer it. So important. Good, good, good. Well, look, so I've just got a couple of questions to, 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 to end on, if that's okay. With you. So um, who inspires you the most and why? My biggest inspiration at the moment, because it changes a lot, is definitely Alex Hormozzi. I believe, if you haven't seen him yet, definitely look him up. But his content is without doubt the most valuable content out there in terms of actual practical advice. Just watching that has really highlighted to me how much more I could be doing if I was just, you know, linear focused. Like there was, if I had really just cut out all the rubbish, all the, <laughs> the TikTok comedy videos, <laughs> what, what I could really be doing. Mm. And every time I have implemented it and sort of embodied that, the results have been massive. So for me, I think somebody who operates at that level that much of the time, that's a massive inspiration for me. Brilliant. Cool. And what's the most important lesson that you've learned? The most important lesson I've learned is your ability to manage your state is the most important factor in whether you'll be a success or not. So doesn't matter if it's a good day, bad day, your ability to act regardless, or as we spoke earlier, choose to pull yourself out of that, choose to not react to this negative stuff around you. That one thing will dictate how successful you are in life, no matter what else is going on around you. Awesome, Ben. You've been a great guest. It's been great to have you on. Really, really appreciate you coming on. And um, and yeah, it's been great to know, get to know you a bit over the last year or so. So uh, so nice one for that. How can people find out more about what you do, get in touch if they want to find out how you can help them? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, if they're on Instagram, I'm at Ben Knight, Knight of a K, Investments, with an S on the end. Um, at Ben Knight Investments. If they want to find me on Facebook, it's probably a bit easier. You just search my business, The Trade Tribe. Awesome. Ben, thanks for coming on People With Purpose. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for listening to People With Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.